Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 77. How to resolve an argument. Put them yes. up. Put them up. Put them up. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. You, I, I don't know anything about this one, so well, I think I might be a target. I don't know. No. We do fight, though. Sometimes. Yep. Not a lot. We though. have some doozies. Yeah. We're both... We're very similar people. Mm-hmm. We have our differences, but we both communicate how we're feeling. Yes. Maybe too much. So it, uh, yeah. Oh, but I'd rather it be that way than not communicating. Much. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I've talked about this a little bit before, but I, I kind of grew up thinking that conflict was always bad. Why, why do you think? Because your I, parents probably didn't. Yeah, that. I didn't see my parents fight. You know, uh, they went through divorce when I was a teenager and, and never saw them fight mm-hmm. through all that and uh, just didn't have that. And, and uh, you know, obviously I've, I've been married before and, and we didn't really have that kind of conflict either, which I didn't realize was actually an unhealthy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously did as we were in counseling and all kinds of things together. But, um, I've come a long way in that, but with you, we've fought since we were dating, and at first it scared me. I was like, there's no way this is going to work. Like, there's no way this is going to be a healthy relationship the yeah. way we fight. And and we've gotten healthier with how we fight, Yeah. but I've I really come to learn that, like, to, to be able to resolve a conflict in a healthy way, to resolve an argument in a healthy way is a really important part of a, any relationship. Yeah, no, and... We don't fight a ton. You're making no. it sound like we're like knocked down dragouts. We all used the time. to have a lot more than we do now. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Well, I, I think we learned each other a little better, learned yeah. how to approach each other, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but true. how to resolve an argument? This this is not just for married people. Um, I, I really think this will be helpful for um, work relationships, any yeah. relationship, any any siblings, relationship you have you arguments. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yep. So we'll dive into that in a minute. Hey, we just made it back from Disney. I know. I'm sad. I know you are. You get so depressed about it. I do. More than any other vacation. I think because I look forward to Disney differently, um, it's not like the beach where it's like, oh, I can't wait to just go relax. Like, I get excited for that too. But Disney is like a big like ball of, of different things. Like mm-hmm. the excitement, the um, excitement for to have like Pepper there for the first time, excitement to be with my family. It's like... For me, half of it or more is just being with my family and like right. really good quality time. It's not just like, you know, when you go on a big vacation with lots of people, you don't have the same quality time. So um, I don't know. It's just, it's all of it combined. And I was so looking forward to it forever. And then it's over. And yeah. I, I had to tell myself yesterday, because I really was like a sad puppy for two days, really sad. Because I kept doing the whole like one week ago at this time, we were on this ride. <laughs> um but I had to start thinking like I have to shift it from I'm sad it's over to I'm glad it happened because there you go. it's a very easy thing to just there be, you go. have sadness. But I just have to be like, I'm so glad that that happened. I'm Absolutely. So, and I think that's true for a lot of things in life to be sad that a season's over, to be sad that your kids moved out or to be sad that, you know, whatever you're missing some, some person. It's well, I'm glad that it happened. Yeah. To me, you're so. missing it because it happened. Because it was great. Yeah. And, it was and I need so to be good. great, grateful that I had it. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. Pepper did awesome. 
She did. I was so nervous, y'all. I was like, she's never slept anywhere besides her bed. So to have her like try to sleep in a stroller, she did so good. She loved rides. She did love, love rides. She's too little to be scared. So like even on the Haunted Mansion or like the Pirates of the Caribbean. She's just along she's just for like, the ride. cool. This is great. Oh, someone's yeah. pretending to shoot a gun at me. Oh, awesome. But dang, it's still a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's exhausting. And I'm grateful that we have my family. It was super helpful for everywhere. And you were yep. too. Um so, but yeah, it's, it is exhausting. Pepper was just drained. I don't even think she's totally caught up with all her sleep. But uh, I haven't caught up. I know. It was great. It was magical. It was. I want to do it every year with her. Yep. It was good. Did you like it? I loved it. I had a blast. Yeah. You're silent. You no, I, I just, I, I did. I thought it was awesome, oh. but I'm okay with moving on. Oh, I know you are. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I just had to be sad for a couple of days. Yeah. Which you deserve. I mean, you spend months watching Disney vlogs and everything, like in preparation. So it's a lot. I understand. I feel probably similar to the way you feel post Christmas. Oh yeah, I'm like, sad after Christmas. Even too. S- Christmas evening, I'm already kind of sad that's over because so much build up for me, so much excitement, anticipation. But I'm going to remember that. I'm going to have that pivot on on Christmas evening. Of I'm sad right now because it it happened. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Anyway. It's good. Mini message inside our how to resolve an argument. Yeah, message. we should have just rolled with that. But <laughs> how to resolve an argument. Okay. So uh, I'm going to, uh, it's going to be practical, but I think we got to kind of set this up because there's some terms in here. Um, I, I read an incredible article, a couple different articles actually, but one was by a guy named John Gottman. Mm-hmm. We've talked about him on the podcast before. He's pr- probably the leading researcher when it comes to marriage and relationships. And uh, he talks a lot about this concept. I've heard, I've heard the term, but I've never really thought about, well, what does that mean? He talks about emotional flooding. Are you familiar with that term? Yeah, okay. So it's like this. You think about the disagreements that you often have with people, whether it's a romantic relationship or a work situation. But often, when you walk away from those arguments, you have feelings of defensiveness. felt like you just talked in circles, say things you regret. Maybe you completely shut down. Those are all symptoms of what Gottman would call emotional flooding. And he says this, emotional flooding is the psychological and physiological overwhelm that people experience during a conflict. Hmm. And so he studied this emotional flooding thing. And when you're in this state, it's almost impossible to have a productive conversation, which I, when I think back in in some of our, not all of our arguments, but some of our arguments, I've, I felt all those things. I've felt me getting defensive. I have felt you and I both talking in circles and it going nowhere. I have felt regret over the things I've said. I've had moments where I've completely shut down. And so I really identify with this term of, oh, okay, emotional flooding. And he says this, flooding occurs when the nervous system detects a threat to safety and it signals the adrenal glands to release the stress-related hormones, adrenaline and cortisol. And they actually say that physically speaking, your heart rate gets easily above 100 beats per minute when you're in this state of emotional flooding. And the surge of hormones activates the body's fight or flight response, leaving you feeling emotionally flooded. And if you think about this, this is really interesting. For most of human history, our ancestors experienced more physical threats by predators right. and weather conditions and threats to safety, where our threats are almost these days, mostly they're emotional 
more than they are physical. Mm -hmm. So a disagreement that you have with your husband or your wife or a disagreement you have with somebody in the office doesn't actually pose a risk to your physical safety, but it can be perceived right as an emotional threat and triggered the exact same flooding response you would get that your ancestors received when they turned a corner and there's a grizzly bear staring at them, <laughs> right? It, it, it throws you into that same fight or flight response. Like, again, for most of human history, people are faced with these threatening situations where I either have to fight for my life in this moment or I have to make a quick decision. And I'm going to try mm-hmm. to run from this situation to protect myself. So when you feel rejected in an argument or you feel abandoned or you feel criticized or you feel unsupported, you feel threats to emotional and relational safety, it, it, especially if you have some kind of past resolve trauma, it's throwing you to that same state. What's, what's interesting to me about emotional flooding is it doesn't look the same from person to person to person. Mm -hmm. We all have different ways that we respond. So some people respond with fight, right? They're going to lash out verbally, deliver the low blow. Others are going to go into the flight mode where they get silent or they withdraw uh, or they look for the quickest way to exit that conversation. How do you think you tend to respond when you're emotionally flooded? I I say exactly what I'm feeling. So I would say that's... Probably without like the filter that I need. Right. It's a little more fight. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. going for the attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I do some of that, but I think I, t- I immediately in my mind go to how in the heck can I get out of this situation? Yes, you do. I hate it. I, okay, can I correct <laughs> it? So I would say when I'm mad, I do the fight, like I with my words, obviously. When I feel like my feelings are hurt, I shut down and get sad. Ooh, that's a good distinction. Yeah, that's how I, I, I know that. I was just sitting here breaking that down because I can visually even see myself shutting down recently and it's because my feelings were hurt not because i was mad yeah i think i my first response is almost always flight but when i can't escape that's when i (laughs) turn to fight (laughs) that's when i turn to fight that's when i feel panicked and i'm like i'm gonna throw everything against the wall to see if anything sticks okay (laughs) so so when, when you're flooded the, the body is dedicating most of its energy to protecting you. Mm-hmm. So there's less energy devoted to anything that's not related to survival, like rational thought. Right. So rational thought goes out the window, right? Who, who can think rational when they're staring a grizzly bear in the face, right? right. right? So uh, this is why often in your arguments, you, when it's over, you so regret how you acted. Mm-hmm. You regret often things that you said. Mm-hmm. It's because you're emotionally flooded. Yeah been there yeah I've, I've been there many times and again you don't think clearly when you're in that state yeah so i think this is kind of obvious but why would emotional flooding be bad for your relationships well when you're emotionally flooded having a productive conversation again becomes almost impossible mm-hmm. right and so you're not going to reach a place of understanding and resolution when you're in this state so how do you deal with the emotional flooding And getting flooded during a fight doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're unhealthy or you're out of balance. It's just an adaptive response to anger. It's literally natural. Yes. Yep. But that being said, it's still something that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And you need to know what it is that sets you off. You need to know how it is you respond when you do get set off. And then you also need to know how to get out of that emotional flooding so that you can finally get to some kind of productive conversation. Mm -hmm. So here's four things that I I think are really helpful in 
how to have an effective argument. Okay. Right. One that, that ends with some kind of resolution versus you saying things you regret or just escaping and running away. Okay. All right. So the first one is this. You have to learn to recognize what being flooded looks like for you. Okay. All right. So this varies again for person to person. So you have to kind of be in tune with your body uh, and what it is that you're feeling when you start to feel overwhelmed. You know, what are your individual signals that you're feeling emotionally flooded? Hmm. So for me, I'll go first. I want you to think about this for a second. For me, as soon as I start to sense that feeling of I want to run, I want to skip to I, when whenever I, i'll do this in my mind <laughs> this is terrible yeah but i'll immediately go to oh gosh this, this relationship isn't gonna work you do oh this is over oh Not, this is you like don't ever say that out loud no no i don't but i do think it now i'll share that later but th- that's a cue for me the moment i want to run or escape the moment i jump to this is never gonna work i can't i can't deal with this person should be a clue to me, uh, Pete, you're emotionally flooded because you know that's not true. You know you want to work through this argument with this person. If you know them well enough and have been in a relationship with them long enough to have an argument with them, it means you deeply care for this person. Okay. So you, I can't instantly go to, I don't give a rip about this anyway. This is stupid, which is where I will go when I'm emotionally flooded. The intensity of your reaction is probably equally proportionate to the <laughs> depth of your relationship. Yes. Which is why, again, this isn't just about marriages, but it's why in a marriage, I'm a very objective person in 99% of almost, situations. Almost too objective. Yes. But I'm not real objective and I get emotionally flooded when I'm in an argument with you most of the time. Mm-hmm. Correct. So what, what's a clue for you? <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here trying to think about it. I think I get very defensive. Like um, in a moment, I'm, I'm not worried about what I did wrong because I want to make sure you know what you did wrong. So it's like mm. that, that initial feeling and thoughts of like, I need you to know. Pointing every, outward. Yes, pointing outward and immediately. Um, that's like one of the very first things I go to is wanting you to understand first and foremost what you did. Mm. And I don't care if I had a part in that, <laughs> in that moment. Eventually I'll come around and like apologize for that, what I did because I want to like soften the, like yep. how guilty I am. Yep. And like try to be the good person. Like, well, I understand I did this, but you know, and like come back around with a swing. So you would, so a clue for you then would be if an argument starts, the moment that all of your attention goes to what the other person did mm-hmm. and you're unable to see your part in it, that should be a clue to you. Okay. I'm emotionally flooded right now. I think so. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think I would, I say I, I am much more sharp with my words than I would ever be to any human being. Mm-hmm. Not like severe, but like, you know, I, Oh, it's pretty severe. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm very... Okay, okay, I got it. Sarcasm. Oh. That's mine. So if you come across sarcastic in an argument, that should be a clue to you. That's the beginning. Sarcasm is the beginning for me. Mm. It's kind of like belittling, which yeah. is not nice, but it's it's something I do. Now, you just made a great point, though. So when you're when you're trying to understand your, your own response when you're emotionally flooded and you're looking for those clues, the first clue is the most important clue. Because I think the earlier you can stop and realize you're emotionally flooded, the easier it is to step away from it. Yeah. 
once you get so far down the road, it's it, harder. Yeah, I mean, you you've been in arguments before, right? I know I have. I'll I, I'll just continue to use you and I as an example, <laughs> where I realize at some point I'm wrong, but instead of admitting that, confessing that, going from that angle, I double down. I know. And I'm like, I'm sticking to my guns. I think I need to. Yeah. I've even like made up facts before. But see, that's because <laughs> that's... Yeah. Oh, like, I no, know. No, no, Trust no, me. I literally be like, I know. no, actually, I checked this, 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 and they said like, and I didn't. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, that's a good confession. But but uh, you see what I'm saying? The, if you can identify the first clues and stop yourself before you're too far down the road because once that momentum of emotional flooding gets going it that's where i think arguments can get out of hand real quick yeah so i think it's important for all of you listening to this what are the clues you know think about your own life your own arguments your own emotional well-being what are the first couple clues to you that oh something's something's off here right okay step two is step away from the conversation for at least 20 minutes Hmm. but not more than 24 hours yeah, I agree with that. All right, so this may sound, especially for those of you who like to fight more than you like to flight, this may Fly. sound like flight, but it's not flight, right? It, it, it's, it's, a, it, it's more like a strategic timeout, mm-hmm. right? It takes, they say, it takes 20 minutes for your body to reset after a surge of stress hormones. So during this time, take a break, like, do something that doesn't involve rehashing the argument in your head. So let's say if you, you want to go for a walk, go for a 20-minute stroll, but don't spend that 20 minutes rehearsing what you're going to say yeah. when you get back. Because then what happens is when you do get back and you get back into the conversation, you can be emotionally flooded again instantly. Right. So take a 20-minute walk and listen to a podcast about weather patterns in Africa. <laughs> like, uh, or you, you know, do, do something like that where you're completely disengaged with thoughts about the argument and then come back when you're not emotionally flooded and try to be a little more productive. Yeah, I think exercise is a good one. It's a great one. Like, to me, that gets out that gross, like, adrenaline, that that negativity. That's always been mine. Like, if I'm ever upset, which is not a ton, but, like, I'll go for a run or I'll go on a bike ride and it just, like, gets it out in a healthy way and then I'm back and I'm like, that stuff feels like it's gone. Yeah. I I think this applies to the not just an argument with another person, but when you're arguing, arguing, when you argue with yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you know how you sometimes get stuck in these patterns, Mm -hmm. terrible negative talk, Mm -hmm. arguing with yourself, fighting yourself. You need a 20-minute break. You've encouraged this for me many times. You're like, Pete, just walk away from it. Mm -hmm. Walk away. Go work out for 30 minutes. Come back to it. Mm -hmm. Because when you're emotionally flooded, you can't think clearly. And some people might need more than 20 minutes to reset, and that's okay. But again, don't let it go more than 24 hours before you revisit the conversation. And to ensure that the other person, whether it's a coworker or whether it's a romantic relationship, make sure that you agree upon a time that you're going to check back beforehand. So you can't just say, I'm done with this. I need some time away and leave. Because it leaves the other person feeling abandoned and unseen. So it needs to be a, listen, I'm emotionally flooded. This is going nowhere. Can I have 
20 minutes, 30 minutes, two hours, and then we'll come back and we'll revisit this? Yeah, I, I told you today, um, I watched a Instagram reel and it was from this like relationship psychologist and she was talking about how like the silent treatment is the most, one of the most damaging things you mm. can do in a relationship because what you're communicating is like this abandonment, but also you have to earn your way back into my heart. Like you have to earn me again, yeah. which is not healthy in any mm-hmm. relationship. Um, and so I thought that was a really interesting, usually you think silent treatment, I'm just going to be, I'm going to punish him with my silence, but it, all it does is make them feel like, how can I earn that back? Which is, should never really be rela- like part of a relationship. Yep. It needs to be communication and something more genuine, but um, it does, it goes alongside what you just said. Yeah. So, Take a break. Go play fetch with your dog. Work out. Take a shower. You're an expert on what you need, right? So, and sometimes it takes a little trial and error to, trial and error to figure this out, but it'll be worth figuring out what, yep. what amount of time and what activity you need to disconnect so you can come back. Mm-hmm. Third thing, think about why you responded to conflict in this way. Was the situation threatening because it was actually dangerous? Or did it remind you of an event from your past that was actually dangerous? Remember, a a perceived threat is not always an actual threat. And distinguishing between the two can help you understand why your body reacted in the way that it did. For some of you listening to this right now, the argument that you're going to have tonight with your spouse over the dishes has nothing to do with the dishes. Your response is actually tapping in to some unresolved stuff, maybe with them, maybe not with them. Maybe it's from your childhood. But again, you have to think about why you responded to that conflict in that way. Yep. I, I think that's the, a core piece because until you figure that stuff out, that kind of argument rehashes itself yeah. over and over and over. And a lot of times that's through like therapy and stuff. But I mean, it's so true like to step back and be like, wait, why did that bother me? And I've done that before. Not every time, honestly, but um, where you're just like, why, why, why did I react with such intensity mm-hmm. about that? You, you know, didn't get home when I thought you were going to get home. Like whatever, that's a random one, but I don't know. It, it always goes back to, well, Um, you know, in my last marriage, she was never honest about whatever, like it's just nothing to do with you. And so it's really unfair. And especially like when you're building a relationship with a spouse or a friend or whatever, it's like, you have to deal with that stuff yourself before you try to hash that out with that person. Mm -hmm. Cause it's so not, it's not their thing to fix, you know? And so I don't know, I'm just such a proponent of really thinking about the why and going back to your past, because I would say, Nine times out of 10, maybe eight times out of 10, it's that. Yeah. It's something that triggered you in your past uh, or triggered you about your past um, that comes back and keeps haunting you until you kind of figure that out. Absolutely. I think it's so important. All right. I have two pieces of really good news for you. Okay, great. Piece number one is you just got another Amazon package delivered. Oh, sweet. You couldn't see it, but I can see it through the window I'm looking at. (laughs) Congratulations to you. Awesome. Number two. (laughs) I think that's the third or fourth one today. But who's counting? We've been gone on vacation, so I've had to catch up. Oh, you're catching up? up? Okay, I got it. All right. The second bit of great news I have for you is this fourth step. Because for me, this is a game changer. And I think this is so, so important. And the research I was doing for this, when I read this, I was like, oh, yeah, that's it right there. Mm -hmm. This is the big one. And it's this. Remember that repair is more important than resolve. So most relationship problems are not easily fixed, right? Mm -hmm. So 
solve the solvable ones, but keep in mind that the two of you are on the same team trying to break a dysfunctional pattern together. Mm-hmm. Repair is more important than resolve. So it's more important that the two people feel connected and still not know exactly what to do with their problem than for them to batter each other in the process of trying to figure out what to do about the problem. Okay. Does that make sense? Kind of. So what often happens when there's an argument, right? There's some kind of issue. Mm -hmm. There's a disagreement. And in the attempt to try to resolve that issue is where often people batter each other, right? It's the flight, it's the fight, it's the emotional flooding. And, and so we, we obviously gave what I think are some really effective tips for how to recognize when you're emotionally flooded and how to step out of that and kind of, mm-hmm. kind of regulate your nervous system to go back in for a more productive conversation. But through all of it, I think what's most important is that you focus on uh, repair between the two of you. Like, hey, we're good. We mm-hmm. can figure this out. This is not me versus you. This yeah. is you and I together, and we have to solve this issue. Yeah. The conflict does not identify you. Right. How you handle it together can. Yep. And so you most often need to repair before you can resolve. Because mm-hmm. you're never going to resolve as long as it's me versus them, them right, versus right. me. It's got to be the two of you together. Okay. And so I think it's so important whenever there's an argument that at some point you're able to, again, you have to escape the emotional flooding to even get to this point. But once you escape the emotional flooding, it's repair is more important than resolve. In other words, our connection and us getting through this together is more important than figuring out this particular conflict that we're in. Yeah. Most people get so laser focused on the problem, right? They disconnect from the relationship. Yep. We've talked about this idea before, but you, at some point you have to decide, do I want to build a case or do I want to build a bridge? Mm-hmm. And as long as you're focused on building your case, winning the argument, being right, then you're, again, you're focused on the resolve more than you're focused on the repair. Yeah. And most often, I would say if you're in this like heated argument and there is a quote unquote resu- like resolution, it's probably not actually a resolution. Yeah. Someone probably decided this isn't worth it right now. I'm just going to resign to this and like be resentful in my heart for this. <laughs> like it's just that you're not in the right headspace to actually resolve it. Even if you think it did, even if you think, well, that last time I, you know, really laid into him, that worked. No, it probably didn't. He just probably gave up and yep. didn't want to talk about and it. just anymore. said, you're right, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. so it, you're right. You have to build the bridge, get on the other side of the bridge. And then when you're both on the same team again, hash that back out in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great point. And the illustration that just popped into my head was it's like uh, when you're trying to resolve a, an argument, when you're emotionally flooded, it's like trying to take your car on a cross country trip when the check engine light is on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, you have no idea the damage that you are doing to your car yeah. by driving it with the check engine light on. Yeah. You may think, oh, I'm, it's still working. It's coasting. Right. Yeah. It's same thing. When you're trying to resolve an argument and you're emotionally flooded, you may actually work your way through it and win your case, mm-hmm. whatever that is, right? You have no idea the damage you did mm-hmm. in your fight or flight response 
mm-hmm. when you're emotionally flooded and you're not thinking rational thoughts. Yep. And probably keeps that person from wanting to have hard conversations with you in the future. So again, it feel just, safe. there's no intimacy in conversation. There's no safety. So again, you're just thickening this wall between the two of you unknowingly. And it's just so, it's sad because a lot of times we don't know that that's happening. And that's often why people maybe are not even communicating um, in general. Maybe why they're not fighting is because someone along the lines Mm -hmm. is like tapped out. And, you know, that's very common. I'm not saying that's a, you know, we're alone in that. But um, yeah, I just think that's such an important thing to remember is just because maybe winning an argument felt good in the short term, checking back in and with your own self and your own heart would do a lot of good. Yep. Whenever you proceed forward and you're emotionally flooded, you are doing damage and the other person is not going to feel safe because yeah. you, you're not yourself. You, mm-hmm. your, your nervous system is out of whack in that mm-hmm. moment. You've gone into self-protection mode and it doesn't feel safe to that other person. Yeah. It's good. I can't wait to Super put this practical. into practice. Let's get in a fight tonight. All right. Let's do it. Let's, we'll find something. Put them up. Ooh. I know something. Let's go ahead and uh, put this out there. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm ready to go on record. That's how confident okay, I am. Hurry. <laughs> I am a Tennessee Volunteer fan. Tennessee is doing amazing. We are undefeated. There's another team in the SEC that's also undefeated by the name of Georgia. Oof, oof, where Jordan went, and our teams are on track. We still have another game before we play each other, but we're on track to play each other in two weeks. Both undefeated. Number one and number okay, three. Okay. It's gonna be a fight. All right. We'll do it. We'll fight it out. I'm posting all about it on Instagram that day. We're going to have a live stream of our reactions and our relationship. Uh, you will so okay. quickly go into a flight hush, response. Hush. You will go into a flight response the moment you like are like behind in the oh, score. Oh, you know, whatever. It's fine. Okay. Anyways, share, subscribe, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was super helpful. It was really helpful for me. Great reminders. Um, send this to the spouse that you're angry at. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I hope that was practical and helpful. Um, If you have topics you want us to talk on, send us those topics on Instagram. That's kind of the easiest way to get a hold of us. Um, We get some uh, topic requests a lot. So please do that. That was was another another good talk. talk.